Welcome to the Faith Mama Mondays podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. And we're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up. A lot. But we have been called to a mighty work. Motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mama Mondays is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to Faith Mama Mondays. Hello, Faith Mamas. Welcome back to another episode of Faith Mama Mondays. We are so excited that you have joined us and tuned in. Uh, today, we have a very special guest with us, Miss Dion Selman. How are you doing today, Dion? I'm good. Thank you. So we are super excited to hear your testimony. Uh, but before we dig in, I just want to remind everybody that on April 28th, we are kicking off the Faith Mamas Radio Network. So if you haven't got your tickets, purchase your tickets on faithmamas.com slash events. And I want to send a special shout-out to our sister, uh, Dominique, who is taking some much, much well-deserved and much-needed rest uh, today. So you will be hearing just Janice and Dion and myself, Ryan, on the podcast today. So shout-out to Dominique. We pray that you um, are getting the much well-deserved rest that you need. So with that said, I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Janice, and she's going to explain to you all about the Mom Life Roll Call. Thank you so much, Ryan. I say this every week because it's true. Mom Life Roll Call, I was therapeutic because it feels so good for us to let out those stories that we have as moms that our awesome little gifts that God gave us bless us with so often. <laughs> um, there are moments that we share, you know, that they might make you want to laugh, scream. I mean, I had one today when I just really wanted to sit in the middle of the bed and cry. But the point is we share these stories so that, one, we know we're not alone, and, two, sometimes after they happen and you look back, they're kind of funny and they're cool memories. So that's what Mom Life Roll Call is all about. So let's see, what do we have today? Anyone have any, like, cool, well, all of the mom life stories are cool because, I mean, mom life is cool. Are there any stories out there? Ooh. I know, it's so many you don't know where to start. Like, I was literally trying to yeah. think of one when you were talking, Ryan, and I'm like, well, where do I start? <laughs> I've had a ton. I'll give one with my daughter who's three, and if you have a three-year-old little girl or you've had a three-year-old little girl, they go through this metamorphosis where they really become conscious or mind us of how she looks. And so now she tries to tell me how to match her clothes. And so, yeah, at three. Like, I don't know. And so then, so now, you know, where it used to be pretty easy to pick her clothes out and put them on, you know, now it's like, oh, Mommy, but I want to wear the jacket with the polka dots. And, like, you all, last week I literally – Felt good about myself because I found a way. My, my daughter has a decent amount of hair on her head to find a style in which I didn't have to comb her hair every day. And I have to tell you all, transparent moment, I'm not a braider yet, but, you know, I'm God, she's or something. Okay, not a braider. Um, so, but plaits work. 
okay? <laughs> so I found a way to do her hair, which I figured would, like, shave off about 10 minutes of my morning. And you all then, after that work, do you know now she's all into it? I need to carry this bag today. So her book bag, she has to carry a certain <laughs> book bag. 20 Barbies have to fit in. And I'm like, come oh, on. And, like, I want to throw them across the room. I do. I want to throw the Barbies out the bag across the room. I'm like, I don't care. I like these Barbies. <laughs> I got to get to work. But, you know, Girl. you try to be calm and not start your day off wrong, y'all. That's my Three-year-old. <laughs> y'all just pray for me. Pray for I Pray for her. I don't know. Somebody help. Y'all comment on the page after y'all hear this podcast. Let me know I'm not the only mom that has to worry about matching clothes and Barbies in the morning. Oh, oh you are not the only <laughs> Yeah. Mine is nine, and they just get sassier, girl. So no, girl. Oh. <laughs> so I'm gonna pray for you. Thank you. We'll do that for one another. Lord, help me. <laughs> and, and you are definitely not the only one, Janice. My my mom life moment that I was gonna share happened this morning, and it was around, it was around clothes. And I thought, okay, three, you know, telling you what to wear, what she wants to wear, how to match her clothes. Brooklyn will be two on Tuesday. And this morning we're getting ready for church, and she's like, Mommy, blue pants, blue pants. And I'm like, no. Like, you know, we have we have certain clothes that go to daycare, certain clothes for church. So I'm like, sure. oh, those are daycare pants. Like, you can't wear those to church. No, Mommy, blue pants, blue pants. I'm like, blue pants not wear these blue pants we're putting this dress on and then she has this like gold jacket and she's like jacket jacket oh like, gosh right and threw a fit like oh, I mean gosh. full blown temper tantrum because I, I wouldn't let her so she stayed home from church today she didn't even make it <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> she stayed home yep mm-mm Ooh, girl. girl so, sometimes I, you just got to let them wear it and just <laughs> keep it moving. You, know, you feel like this part of you is like, I will not get in. You will not win. You know? Yeah. Just make, but I feel you, though, because I have lit. Like, that's why I was like, forget it. Take all 25 Barbies. I don't even care. Because right. I don't argue this morning. You know, you yep. have those moments where you want to not argue, but in there are moments when you're like, forget this. I'm putting my foot down. No, <laughs> you just won't do it. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that's mom life. It's mom life for real. My goodness. Whew. All right, so we'll just dig into the first question then. So, Dion, can you tell us about the but God moment that changed your life and go into as much detail um, as you feel led by the Spirit to do so? Okay, sure. So, actually, it's just been about over a year. I got up one morning, you know, normal morning. Got my daughter ready for school, dropped her off at the babysitter, went on to work. Um, You know, nothing out of the ordinary, was feeling fine, you know, just normal morning. Um, I had a meeting that morning, like a, um, we had like an office meeting. And so we had gotten together, we had gotten in the meeting room. So it's about 8.30 in the morning, you know, just starting our day. So my deputy director at the time was big into, like, you know, those team building, you know, build with your coworkers and communication, et cetera, et cetera, 
you know, she's into those activities. So she had us doing this exercise where we were blindfolded, and there was one person in the group who wasn't, and essentially we had to use communication to complete certain tasks, but only by listening, you know, obviously to the person who's not blindfolded. So anyways, we're going through this exercise. And then, like, honestly, like, I don't really know how to describe it. I just started feeling off. Like, that's really, like, the best way I can put it. Like, I just kind of all of a sudden just felt kind of clammy, like a little lightheaded, you know, something. And, okay, you know, I'm not sure what's going on. So, you know, I spoke up, and I'm like, you know what, I think I need to step out for a second and sit down. I'm not feeling that great. So they were like, okay. So, you know, my deputy kind of pulled me off to the side. I sat down, and so she's talking to me, and she's like, well, what's wrong? And I said, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't feel good. And then I'm like, you know, my chest hurts. And so she's like, well, you know, did you eat something? Do you think it's like, you know, gas or something like that? And I was just like, I don't know. And then, like, as she's talking to me, like, I'm finding it harder and harder to catch my breath. So, um, you know, and I'm just like, I just kept, I just remember, like, I just kept saying my chest hurts. Like, so my director, who was also there at the time, was like, well, I'm going to get you some aspirin. So he runs upstairs and he comes back and gives me this aspirin. And he's like, you know, put this under your tongue. So they call an ambulance. The ambulance comes. So, I mean, you guys don't know me so well, but I'm kind of low-key. Like, I'm not the one to be in the middle of everything. I don't need to be seen. You know, I'm not that person. So they call an ambulance. Of course, the ambulance pulls up on, like, the front lawn of my building. So, like, I work, you know, in a government building. So it's, like, all windows in the front. And, you know, so the ambulance pulls up on the front lawn, and they wheel me out, you know, on a stretcher, you know. And, like, I was just kind of feeling like, okay, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm feeling like this is not good, you know. So, you know, my coworkers were kind of talking to me, like, who can we call? At the time, I was engaged. So I was like, you know, can you call my fiancé and just kind of let him know what's going on? So they take me to the hospital in the ambulance and the paramedics talking to me and she's giving me, like, nitroglycerin and all kinds of craziness. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of surreal because, like, as they're treating you, I, I don't know if, you've, if any of you guys have been in the ambulance before, but they're treating you, but then they're talking about you on the radio to the hospital as they're coming, kind of, like, going through your stats and what's going on and what they did and what you're doing and if you're alert and et cetera, et cetera. So... That whole thing was just really kind of weird. Um, but, you know, she was trying to calm me down because by this point I'm kind of – I'm scared. Like, I'm like, okay, this is this is real. Um, so she's trying to calm me down because she's like, you know, your heart is working too hard. You know, I need you to try to try to relax for me, try to calm down. I know you're scared, but, you know, the more calm you are, the less work that your heart is, is going to have to do right now because it's, it's overwork. So, I mean, that's – one thing to say, but it was, you know, <laughs> it was easier to say that than actually to do it. So anyway, they get me to the hospital and, um, you know, take me in through emergency and, you know, they take you to emergency and, like, you have, like, five people 
talking to you and over top of you at the same time doing like all these different things. And it just so happened that like I had a friend of mine who was who works at the hospital. And it just like, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, things just kind of happened that way. She just so happened to be working in the cardiac unit that morning in the hospital. You know, she comes in not knowing it's me, obviously. <clears throat> and She's just like, oh, my God, you know, Dee, what are you doing here? And what's going on? And so by the time I'm full-blown crying, you know, I'm just, like, scared, you know. And believe it or not, her name is Angel. So I feel like that had some significance at that moment. But, you know, she just kind of hugged me and was like, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm going to pray for you. You know, it's going to be okay. So at this point, you know, they're rushing me into surgery. You know, I still don't know what's going on. I don't really remember, actually, you know, I don't remember them putting me under. I don't remember any of that. I just remember waking up as they were wheeling me out of the operating room. And so, you know, the doctor is talking to me as I'm waking up, you know. Do you know your name? You know, et cetera, et cetera. So I was conscious. I mean, I was like, okay, I get that I'm in the hospital. I remember the ride here. Something happened. You know, and so essentially what they told me was that I had what they call a spontaneous aortic dissection. And basically that just means, like, you had a spontaneous heart attack. So it wasn't driven by, like, cholesterol. It wasn't, I don't smoke, you know. Like, it was just one of those things, you know. Like they said, it's not something that's a common situation. You know, the majority of heart attacks are not because of that, but in my case, basically what happened was a blood vessel had burst in my artery, and mm-hmm. so the blood had started leaking into my heart and creating a clot. So they had to go in, you know, remove the clot. They put stents in my heart, which are basically just like like little metal coils that are kind of designed to keep your artery from collapsing, keep your artery open. So those are still there. Those will probably be there for the rest of my life. Um, But, you know, they were able to get them in, and, you know, I came out through the other side okay. So I went into recovery. Um, So by this time, you know, my fiancé is there at the hospital. My family's there. You know, everybody's freaking out, you know, because they don't really know what happened. So I had to stay there for about, I think about five or six days, um, essentially, until I could prove that I could get up and I could walk around unassisted. And once I did that, they sent me home. Um, I probably recovered at home for about a month, and then I went into cardiac rehab. So basically, that's you know where you go back to the hospital. They hook you up to a bunch of monitors and. Um, you know, have you do, like, exercises and activities, you know, to to try to rebuild your heart function. So I had to do that for about 12 weeks. Um, And I graduated. That was awesome. Um, And, you know, so from that point on, you know, I've just been going back basically for follow-ups, but I just had my one-year EKG, and everything was good. They were you know, very happy with how my heart had healed itself. Going through that whole experience, you know, was just very eye-opening, you know. Like, I think a lot of times we're just kind of going through our day-to-day, just, you know, not really thinking that 
you know, this is going to be the day that something crazy is going to happen that's going to totally change, you know, everything. It was just one of those things where, you know, I just came to a realization of, like, you know, I could, had things not happened the way they happened, had the right people not been in place, you know, because my director giving me the aspirin when the, when the event first started actually um, saved my heart from being as damaged as it could have been in that situation. Um, you know, and then them calling the ambulance and them getting me to the hospital when they did. And, you know, just things, the things that just fell in place the way that they did, you know, had a lot to do with the fact that I'm here talking to you guys. So, um, you know, like something like that just really puts a lot of things in perspective for you, I guess. You know, like it just kind of changes the way you think about things and look at things and what's important and what's not so important. And, you know, I just really, you know, I've really looked at that as, you know, kind of a wake-up call, like, kind of just God's way of telling me, okay, you're just going through life, you're going through the motions, I need you to snap out of it because you're not, you know, you're not where you need to be and you're not happy and you're not doing the things that you want to do and, you know. So, I mean, I, I guess I will, that would definitely be my, you know, but God moment because, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful to be here, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about my daughter and, um you know, just like I'm a single mom, so I'm like, you know, my daughter needs me and, you know what I mean, like all that kind of stuff just was like, you know, wow, like I'm I'm very fortunate that I'm still here. So, mm-hmm. ooh, okay, I'm getting emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, basically that would be, that would be kind of what happened. Amen. Wow. wow. That was, that's a powerful story. Mm-hmm. And so first and foremost, thank you for your willingness to share that with us because, you know, um, I can't imagine, like, <laughs> I just can't imagine going through. You know, like yeah. you said, I feel you. Like, I'm not the one, like, don't put me on the lawn in front of right. anybody. Like, oh, my I'm gosh. Like, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, they're wheeling me out here on the stretcher. Like, everybody and their mama's looking out the window. I'm like, this is crazy. Um, yeah, it was just, you know. But, I mean, like, I think one really important lesson I learned from that and just something that I really encourage you know, like all women to do is just just listen to your body, you know what I mean? Because I really could have brushed it off and just feel like, oh, you know, it's just heartburn or, you know what I mean? Like, you know how we do. Like, we don't, you know, we, we're worried about our kids being sick, worried about our husbands being sick, you know, we're worried about everybody else. But, you know, I'm just glad that his voice was in my head like, okay, no, I'm not, this is not a game, <laughs> you know, this is serious. So... Yeah, it was crazy. Praise God. I I think you said something so important and um it's and man, God is just so amazing and how he works because this entire week, um, I think, you know, in the in the Faith Mamas community we've been talking about, you know, rest and getting mm-hmm. quiet and getting still and, and, and um, spending quality time with God and your family and letting God prioritize your time. And, and you said something so important 
to listen to our bodies. And I think it's so true that yeah. as, as women, as moms, you know, we try to be the superwoman and get it right. on the to-do list. And if we're not feeling our best, you know, we do brush it off. I'm guilty yeah. of it thousand times over and just like let me just push through this because I got to get this done but right I, I think it's so important that you you touched on on making sure that we do listen to our bodies and love ourselves enough to respect our bodies and listen to what they're trying to tell us when we do need to like slow down and rest right absolutely it's true. I was literally just talking to um, one of my very good friends, and we, you know what? She just said to me, I kid you not, before we got on to record this podcast, because this is so awesome in this time. Like Ryan said, we've been talking about this like over a week. I was telling her how I was like rushing all day, like I'm doing this, 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 and I just got off one call. We got to do the podcast. got to do this. And she looked at me, and she was telling me about something like she was recovering. She's been recovering from the flu, and she mm-hmm. jumped out too fast at the recovery because like it's when you have it, like, and you start feeling better, you know, you just start going again. Because, you know, us women, right. we just go. We just go. Like, right. sun comes up, we run. And so she's like, she just started going. And she had to sit down, and the doctor told her, because she started feeling a little bad again, to rest. And she said, so she looked at me when we were talking before I came to record. She said, listen to your body. So I'm listening to the mm-hmm. fact that you just said it. She literally <laughs> said it within the last 30 minutes. You know, right. hey, listen to your body. And it's right. so important because you're right. We feel like we have to be superwoman. We have to push through and, oh, you know what? So what? You know, I, my, I'm dragging my leg, but it's all good because I had the other <laughs> right. one. Praise the Lord. No. <laughs> right. Like, right. sit down and get yourself mended up so you can be at right. your best. So right. thank you for that. I needed to hear that because I'm very guilty. Yeah. Very guilty of that. Absolutely. Very guilty of that. So let me ask you this, Dion. If you could think of one scripture that was just really key for you as you were going through this entire experience, what scripture would that be? Well, actually, it's it's probably one that that kind of stuck with me. Maybe about like about six months or so, like into you know my recovery, because um, I still consider myself you know in recovery to an extent because mm-hmm. you know I still. I still don't have the same level of energy that I had before, you know, like it, I get winded a lot easier mm-hmm. still, you know, so I'm still, I feel like kind of in a place of recovery, but um, I was talking to an older lady that I work with and you know how older people, you know, they'll drop those nuggets on you, you know, just yeah. something real <laughs> profound, you know, at like just the right moment. And, you know, so I was actually talking to her about um, my engagement, you know, and I was, you know, she had said to me, you know, for someone who's engaged, you just don't seem very excited. You don't seem very happy, you know. And, you know, so we were just kind of talking through that. And, you know, I was telling her that, you know, that I wasn't sure, to be honest, and that, you know, I, I just didn't know if I was really feeling it, um, you know. But, you know, he had been there through my heart attack and that whole situation. And so, You know, um, one of the things they tell you when you have a cardiac event is that, you know, it's very common for you to experience some depression afterwards. And, you know, I think I kind of dipped down there for a little bit because you kind of just, you get frustrated because you can't, you know, like I I said, I mean, when I first came home, like I couldn't even walk to the bathroom without getting winded. Like, you know, it was just, 
you just get frustrated because, like you said, you want to get get back up and go, and you're like, I'm ready to go back to work. I'm ready to do this, and you know. Um, so yeah, it got to a point where I was just like, I'm sick of this house. I'm sick of this situation. You know, I don't understand what's going on. Why I, I don't smoke? I don't. You know what I mean? Why is my cholesterol perfect? Why am I going through this? Um, but you know, so we were kind of talking about that, and you know, and she said, well. I think maybe you were a little depressed, but not for the reason that you think. And so she said, I'm going to write down a scripture for you. And when you get a chance, I want you to read it. So I said, okay, you know. So what she gave me, so she gave me a piece of paper, and on it she had written Proverbs 17:22. So I was like, okay, I'm going to read it, you know, when I get a chance. So I went on back to work, you know, maybe later that day, I, you know, went on my little Bible app on my phone, and I was like, all right, let me read this the scripture. And so what it, what it said was, um, it says, a merry heart does good like medicine, hmm. but a broken spirit dries the bones. Hmm. And that just, I, I don't know, it just resonated with me on like so many levels. Like when you are emotionally deficit, you know what I mean? Like when you are just not, you're running on empty, you're not taking care of yourself, you're physically and you're emotionally deficit, you're not any good to anybody else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you're right. And she said, I think that you are not in a place where you're happy and fulfilled. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's like, I've known you for a while. You know, I've seen you, you know, and you've always been sweet, you've always been in a good mood, and, you know, you just... I've seen that go out of you. Like, you just, you don't seem like yourself. You know, like I said, I kind of took that, you know, kind of literally and, you know, figuratively also because obviously the whole heart connection, I was like, okay, you know. But it just really made me start thinking. Um, Like I said, that whole thing kind of really changed the way I looked at a lot of stuff, like my perspective on just life, on the stuff that we stress about, every day, about work, about, you know, my relationship, about just everything, you know. And, um, you know, I really just was like, wow, okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not taking the steps to fulfill me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not wanting, I'm not doing what makes me happy. I'm not pursuing what makes me happy. I'm not... I think I just had gotten to a place where I was just going through the motions. Just wasn't, I just wasn't in a good place, you know, not just physically, obviously, the whole heart condition, but just emotionally as well. Um, so, you know, that was something I actually printed it out and put it up, you know, at my, <laughs> at my job. Um, just as kind of a reminder to myself, you know, just as like a, like, okay, you know, Dion, are you doing what's right for you, you know, are you taking care of you? So I would probably say that would be the one, you know, to this day it's like one of my favorites. Like I I look at it daily and it's like a reminder, you know, I think. No, that's awesome. And you know what, you know, before we ask you another question, I just want to say you have touched on something that several women have shared with us and it so bears repeating is like a loud message, which is it's okay to take care of yourself. I feel like as women, sometimes we don't feel it's okay to take care of ourselves. Again, it's so twisted where we're like, 
well, everyone else around me is fine, and I'm about to pass out, but you guys right. are good. And it's not yeah. good. You know, it really yeah. is not good. And, and no one, it's not selfish. It really, like, so for anyone listening mm-hmm. who thinks, well, this, mm-hmm. someone has told you the lie that it's selfish for you to right. take care of yourself. No, it's not. That, like, yeah. you're your number one asset, right? You are you. Right. There's only one you. So do not feel selfish yeah. for taking right. time for yourself, for saying no, you know? So right. I'm so glad you said that again, Dion. Thank you for that because we don't hear it enough. And I promise if we hear it every podcast, I think we need to hear it because right. we <laughs> literally don't do that. We just do right. not do that enough. So thank you for that. Yeah. That's yeah. really true. I, and, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't do that. And, you know, I think this whole situation kind of has forced me to to do that, <laughs> you know, to keep my doctor's appointments and, you know, make sure I'm eating as best as I can and, you know, trying to be more active and, and all that kind of stuff, all the stuff that I wasn't doing before. So, you know, I kind of like, you know, just like I said, I just look at this whole experience as, you know, just kind of him trying to get my attention in a way. I just think it's so poignant, like, that we're talking about self-care. And I love what you said, Jernice, about um, not feeling guilty for taking care of yourself. And so, like, shout out to Dominique. This podcast is awesome. And I I know you're resting at home and you're taking good care of yourself. So, like, the show is going on and God is still here. He's still present. He's still working it out and, and while you're getting rest and, and taking care of yourself. So I just think it's so poignant that we're talking about this and, you know, she's off today resting. So, right. man, God, he's just so awesome. He is. And I'm going to say this and I promise I'm going to stop because you said something else. You got to keep saying things and God is like, hey, don't forget this. Because <laughs> he's like, hey, guess what? He does it anyway. Like he's the one. You know, like, mm-hmm. he is the, the author of it all. Like, he's the originator of it all, right? So we, we, we participate in it. But, like, he's the one that, like, gives us the power behind it. So, you know, when we are, we're all running on by ourselves and doing our own thing, like, we're tiring ourselves out. But where we, like, allow his spirit to be in his grace and his obedience and where he's telling us to go, we go, he gives us the strength to do it, you know? And so... Right. Like you said, the podcast goes on. Why? Because God has the plan, and this is going to continue. And there are moments when people need to rest. Dominique definitely needs to rest. Right. You know, but God's like, that's okay, because, like, I'm a big God. We're going to still do this thing. I have a plan. And so, like, ladies rest. He has a plan. You know, like, so let the kids wear what they want to wear to school. If they're not matching, so what? He has a plan. Save your energy. Don't stress about it. Save your energy. They're close. Let them go. Right. Absolutely. It's not, you know, take your battles. You know, I, I think, like, a lot of the things that we stress about, you know, just, and like I said, this, again, has been a wake-up call. Like, like I find myself now, like, when I'm getting ready to stress about something, being like, you know what, girl? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> We're not even tripping about that. It's not even that serious. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you know, like, that kind of thing just really puts so much stuff in perspective. So for our final question, Dion, uh, what encouragement would you give a mama that's going through a difficult season in her life right now? I think that, you know, just based on, on my situation and 
kind of what I took from that whole situation. Um, because, you know, like I kind of touched on earlier, you know, I, when I said I was engaged, um, I am no longer. You know, I was in a relationship that was, that was weighing me down emotionally. And, um, you know, once I had kind of recovered and gotten back to myself, you know, I just, you know, was like, you know what, this is not, this is not it. This is not what he had in mind. He didn't have you wait this long, you know, to be a wife, to settle for some foolishness. So this is what we're not going to do. So um, so I actually ended up stepping away from that situation, you know, broke off the engagement. Um, and, you know, I just think one of the things that I would encourage, you know, moms and women just in general is that, you know, like it's okay to – you know, make decisions or, you know, be fearless in your actions and your movements, even if you're scared on the inside. Because, like, for me, like, that was a scary thing. You know, I had, you know, been with this person for, you know, almost three, like, three and a half years, and, you know, it was comfortable, but it wasn't right. You know what I mean? And, but it was scary. You know, it was scary to make that decision, but I kind of felt like he was in my head like, look, I can give you another shot for you to keep doing the same craziness, you know, the same, <laughs> you know, be stuck in the same situations, you know. So um, so even though, like, on the inside, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? This is insane. You know, I'm like 36, you know, this might be my only shot at getting married, you know, like all of that stuff is, like, running through my head. Um I also know that I have a child that's constantly watching my actions and my decisions and you know I wanted her to see that you know it's so that you know mommy's is it's okay. Yeah, this is a big change. We got a lot going on, but you know, mommy's got this. So on the outside I'm like fearless mama, we're good, we got it, you know. But on the inside I was scared. You know, I was definitely scared, but you know, I definitely feel like you know in those moments like he will quiet those thoughts because, you know, eventually, like, you know, each day that went past, I just felt more bold in my decision and more like, yes, I'm making the right choices for me, finally. Like, I'm doing this for me. You know, it's not about everybody else. I'm not worried about, you know, who's going to feel what type of way. I'm doing this for me because I now realize that, I didn't appreciate the fact that I only have one shot at this. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I would just say it's okay to make decisions for yourself, you know, make decisions that make you happy and not always, I think, again, a lot of times we as moms or as wives or, you know, just as women in general, you know, we, we just have a desire to please others. You know, we have a desire to look out for others and, put everyone else's happiness before ours. And I just am in a place now where I'm like, no, that's not, I don't want to do that. That's not making me happy. I'm not feeling it, so I'm not doing it, you know. And, you know, it, it's taken me this long to, you know, get to that point. So, you know, I would just encourage, you know, moms to just, you know, do what what you feel is right and, and, you know, somebody's always going to have something to say, but you have to listen to yourself and listen to God and listen to, you know, really what he's telling you. And, like, in hindsight, I'm like, he done broke me and this man up, like, three times, and I keep going back. I'm hard, you know, hard-headed. 
And, you know, I just finally was like, okay, I got you. I'm listening. You know, you got my attention, so I hear you. Um, And then I guess the last thing I would say as far as, like, with my whole situation would be that, you know, it's okay to use something negative that's happened to you as, as to look at it more of, like, a means of redirection than just, you know, because I could have spent a lot of time, like, trying to obsess about why this happened to me and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it was what it was, a spontaneous thing. And um, like I said, I think it was meant more for just – just for him to get my attention and just, you know, kind of forced me to redirect my thinking and, you know, what I was doing with my life. And, you know, he's just like, that's not where I want you to go, but you're not listening. You know what I mean? You know, encourage you to just, you know, even if you're scared, you know, if if he's telling you that that's the right move, that's the right move, you know, and he will, he'll he'll take care of the fear. On, on the on the inside, like eventually, you know, I just got to a place of peace with all of that, you know, with my heart attack and, you know, that whole situation and the decisions that I made after the fact, like just I'm at peace with, you know, the choices that I've made and, you know, and so that's that's a good thing. Like on so, you know, even when you're going through, like just know, like on the backside of all of that, there's there's peace, like there is, you know, where you're going to look back on it like, ooh, that was a whole mess, but, <laughs> you know, I'm good. I'm good now. Who, girl, you're like my shero. I mean, I'm like, I'm sitting down now. <laughs> you know, I was ironing clothes, and I said, forget that other sleeve. I'm sitting down. <laughs> It'll be fine. I'm going to wear a sweater tomorrow. They won't even know. <laughs> mm. That was hey. so awesome. Yes. I I think something so important that you said was about, you know, the challenges that we face in our lives that we can easily kind of slip into a, you know, a place where we wallow about, oh, why me? Why did this happen right. to me? Is, is, you said something so important after that. You said if we can make a shift in our minds to think of it as a redirection, as God right. trying to, to refocus you on what he has for you. And I just think that, oh, man, that was so good. That's so true. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Would you mind praying us out? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, Father God, um, we come to you, and I just ask that you look over all of the moms that are listening right now I just ask that you cover them spiritually and in their lives, in their finances, in their health, in their emotional health. You know, I just ask that you move them to take care of themselves and allow them in to be better moms and better wives and, and to live through you by, by cherishing themselves first. And I just ask that you touch anyone who's just going through a really bad time right now and who feels like she just is stuck, you know, just remind her that you have the power to make moves and you have the power to 
motivate her and to get her through whatever situation and that even though she might be going through something that you have a purpose behind it and that you've placed her in that situation to teach her something. And so that I just ask that you just, you know, give her the strength to go through that and and know that there is, is light on the other side. And um, I just ask that you just cover all of the mommies right now and in your name we pray. Amen. 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 